Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. So glad you could join us. Let's go straight to prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh Lord God, we thank you so much for this day that we have with you, Lord. We thank you for every single gift of life, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is here today, O oh Lord God. Minister to them in your own special way, O oh Lord, because only you know the needs, you know the desires, you know what's going on in everyone's lives, O oh Lord God. So I pray that you speak to them and touch them in your own special way. Lord, I give this time and space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and glory and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, welcome to Genesis 1, and we have a lot to cover today, so why don't we just go right through it. And let me just start by saying, and this may sound strange to you, but I don't know when the last time it was that you ate, okay? Um, I don't know what time of day that you're listening to this message, whether you just had breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or maybe a snack. Okay, but I'm pretty sure that you're not going to starve before you have the next meal. Okay, you're not going to starve to have your next meal. Okay, so therefore, you know, we need to realize, and of course you do, that if you go long enough without food, then you become weak. Okay, and if you go longer still, well, over time, then eventually your body suffers death from not eating. Okay, but it's hard to starve to death if you're being fed. It's hard to starve to death if you're being fed. Okay, therefore... Being fed is really providing or giving nourishment to a person, a plant, or an animal. Okay, if you if you're giving your feeding a plant, you're feeding an animal, then you're nourishing it, and of course, if you're feeding yourself, then you're nourishing it. Okay, so over time, the organism, human being, plant, or animal, uh, the organism, if it's being fed, goes stronger and stronger. Okay, it goes stronger and stronger. From a military context, if you have an army that's out there in the field and it's in, in battle, and if you're not feeding that army, then of course that army grows weaker and weaker, and eventually they, they don't stand any sort of uh, defense against the enemy. Okay, on the other hand, if you're feeding that army out there and you're feeding them and you're keeping them strong, okay, then it makes them pretty strong and hard to beat. Okay, if you're not feeding them, they get weak and they wind up, wind up losing or perishing, perhaps. If you're feeding them, then, of course, they wind up getting stronger and stronger, and they're very, very hard to, to beat, okay? Well, it's the same thing uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the spiritual realm, okay? We have a very, very powerful uh, enemy that Satan has assigned against us Christians, okay? Right? Everything in the natural has its counterpart in the uh, in the spiritual, okay? Well, I should say, since the spiritual is first, everything in the spiritual has its its counterpart in the, in the natural, okay? So the same way the natural laws apply to us feeding our physical bodies or any organism, plant or animal, feeding those bodies so that they can flourish and grow and have strength, you know, to survive, the same thing exists in the spiritual realm, okay? And we have to realize that. And the enemy has assigned that the... Uh, the enemy that Satan has assigned against us is that good old fear, okay? Fear is what the enemy has assigned against us, all right? Make no mistake about it. Satan has a plan, and if he can keep you down by using that enemy fear, that's exactly what he does, okay? So, so, so just like any other organism, that fear can grow if it is fed. That fear can grow if it is, is fed. The more we feed fear, the stronger it gets in our lives, okay? I want you to understand this concept now. We're talking about here starving something and feeding something, starving something and feeding something, okay? So therefore now, if you feed that fear, then the more it grows in your life and the stronger it becomes, okay? Fear and unbelief are big problems for us Christians, amen? 
Fear and unbelief are big problems for us Christians. Fear and unbelief are negative and discouraging. Fear creates unbelief. Fear creates unbelief. And then unbelief creates, uh, creates fear. It's a vicious cycle, okay? Fear creates the unbelief because with that fear, you're not believing what the Word of God says. You're not believing what God says about you. You're not believing what God has maybe personally said to you, okay? So fear creates and feeds that unbelief. And then when you have that unbelief, if you start out with unbelief, then that feeds into fear because, again, you having the unbelief that God is who He says He is and that God can do what He says He can do, then, of course, we wind up being in a fearful situation. You see, so one feeds off of the other, okay? Fear and unbelief, they cause us to, to make poor choices in life. Winds up making our lives more difficult because what we choose to do is based on the fear that, that we are feeding into, okay? They cause us to make these poor choices and they cause us to say things like, you know, gee whiz, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, I wish I could get out of debt, you know, or, 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 or you say things like, gee, I wish I could find a better job. You know, you know, I wish, I wish, I wish. Well, that wish word, that wish word is a result of unbelief. The wish word is a result of unbelief and fear that God won't, will not, and cannot provide for you. Okay? So then you start saying, I wish, I wish, I wish, that's negating and it's feeding into that fear that God cannot and will not provide for you. Okay? We need to stop simply wishing for things and make up our minds that God will provide what we need. In all cases, God will provide what we need, you see? But it's when we start doubting that, when we start doubting that, okay, that's when that fear starts creeping in, okay? It starts creeping in and it makes you think that you're going to fail or you wind up making bad choices based on that fear, okay? You start, you start thinking that, 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 that God does not care for me. God is blessing other people, but he does not care for me. Okay, we, we need to start making up our minds that God will indeed provide what we need. So we need to stop wishing and make up our minds to believe it, that we need to believe that God will give us the wisdom. God will give us the wisdom to make good choices and to overcome our trials and tribulations in this life. Okay, if we will put our faith, put our faith in him, if we'll put our faith and our trust in him. See, that's the key to this whole thing. Another way that we struggle with fear and unbelief is by thinking that God um, won't help us because we haven't done everything right. Okay? Many times we let the devil come in there with that fear thing and start saying, see, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. You know, you know, you missed prayers this morning, you know, or you made this decision and you didn't pray about it. Okay, so therefore, because of the fact that you did this wrong thing, then therefore God is going to let you fail. God's going to let you fall down. Okay? And then that fear, see, what we're doing now is we are feeding that fear. We're feeding it, okay? We need to stop, stop feeding it, you know? Or either we wind up believing that God is willing to help other people, but not me, you know? Maybe look around, you see other family members, people at work, or someone else that you know that seems to be blessed, seems to be blessed, and you start thinking, well, gee whiz, because things are not happening exactly the way that I've been praying for them to happen, that gee whiz, God is mad at me, or God is disappointed in me because I didn't do this and I didn't do that. Okay, and so we start believing then that God is not willing to help us, help us through our situation. You know, fear and, and uh, unbelief can outgrow faith, okay, if it is continually fed. It can become stronger. Let me say that again. Fear and unbelief can actually outgrow your faith if you continue feeding that fear, okay? Right? Like I said, any other, any other or organism in the natural, if you feed it, it's going to flourish and it's going to grow. Okay, you feed a human being, it's going to grow. Okay, now you say, well, yeah, I reached my 
height. I'm an adult. You know, well, yeah, if you keep feeding yourself, you're going to grow this way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So whatever you're feeding, that is what grows. And that is the same thing in the spiritual. If you're feeding that fear, that fear is going to wind up grow. And that fear can actually start outgrowing your faith. Okay. So then I say to you today that the question is, how can we stop feeding fear and starve it? Okay. How can we stop feeding fear and starve it? And hence to today's message, okay? Starve fear and feed your faith. We want to starve that fear so that that fear stops growing in our lives. We want to, we want to starve that fear so that that, 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 that fear stops uh, flourishing, stops really taking control and getting so big and powerful here that it's hard to defeat, okay? Like I said again with, with the military, you know, if you're feeding those soldiers while, while they're in the field, they're going to be strong and they will be able to, to overtake the enemy. Well, same thing with your fear. If you continue feeding that fear, then it's going to wind up growing and growing and growing and it'll overtake your faith. So we need to make sure we know how to starve that fear, okay, and then feed our faith, okay? Okay? So on the other, on the other hand, you have to, to understand that the enemy, the enemy of fear is indeed faith, okay? The enemy of fear is faith, all right? If faith could have any kind of major opposition, anything that comes against it, it's that spirit of fear. And the devil knows that. The devil knows that if he can instill that fear in your faith, in, into your heart, if he can instill fear of, of, of losing your job, if you can instill fear of, of losing your loved one, you know, losing your spouse, losing your girlfriend, you know, your children, or whatever it may be in your life, if he can instill that fear and then you wind up feeding that fear because you're going along with the program, You've got that fear thought in your mind and you're meditating on it, then that fear can become so strong that it overtakes your faith. Okay, and then that puts you, and then you want to become in a basket case because fear is now guiding your life. Fear is now driving your life. So you need to starve that fear and start feeding your faith. Okay, you know, God doesn't expect us uh, uh, to, you know, to perform in a perfect manner. You know, God does not expect perfection from us. He knows very well that we are human beings, you know, and that we are on this thing. It's, it's, it's all a major uh, a growth path for all of us human beings, okay? And sometimes it becomes even more challenging after you become a child of God, okay? You may even think back and you would back when you were unsaved and say to yourself, well, gee whiz, you know, it was a whole lot easier when I was unsaved. <laughs> you know, it was a whole lot easier before I knew God, okay? Even though your life was probably a, a series of ups and downs like this, you know, but you can stop and think, well, I had this or I had that, you know, but now it just seems to be more complex. I have more things to think about, more things to worry about, okay, because now I'm, I'm a Christian. So it may seem, you know, that now as a Christian that, that, that there's more responsibility, that there are more things that pop up in my life that could indeed, you know, be, be troublesome, okay? And God knows that. God knows that we wrestle with this, and that's why he gave us his written word. You know, that's why he gave us Holy Spirit, you know, so we have some, some, something to, to, to grow on, something to hold on to, you know, to help us with our faith process, okay, and to keep fear out of our lives. So, you know, what I'm saying is that God does not expect perfection from you, okay? He expects us to try and to trust him and to have faith in him, okay? God works in our lives through faith, okay? This is how God works in your life. It is through faith. Everything that you do in life is indeed through faith. Okay, he doesn't expect you to be perfect, but he does expect you to have faith and to have some trust in him. Okay, all right, all right. he wants us to trust and to believe in him, to have faith in him, and to have hopeful, a hopeful and very positive attitude. This is what he expects from us, right? 
He knows we're not perfect. Okay. Okay. And he knows we're not perfect. None of us are, are perfect. Only God is perfect. Amen. Amen. So he wants us to expect him to go to do good things in our lives. Okay. That should be, be an expectation. You know, that God is going to do do something good in your life. Okay. Uh, um, you should not go through life simply worrying all the time, okay? If a worry does come your way, give it to the Lord, okay? Cast your cares upon God, his word says, all right? And God knows that we wrestle with that and we struggle with it. And so he's given us the tools. He's given us precious Holy Spirit to bring us through those challenging times. He does not expect us to be perfect. So therefore, saints of God, as Christians, we must learn to starve our fear, okay, and to feed our faith. Learn to starve our fear and feed our faith. Don't let, don't just let the devil use your mind as a garbage dump. You know, all right. Don't let the devil just get in there and just sift through your mind and just dump any thought, dump any thought, any thought, dump that fear right in your mind. Okay. All right. Sometimes the devil will look around and he'll see you in a joyous mood where something just happened and the Lord blessed you with something, you know, and, and or you answered a prayer. God answered a prayer. Okay. And then a couple of days go by, maybe a couple of hours will go by. Okay. And then also the devil comes by with that garbage fear and dumps it into your mind. Boom. Dumps it into your mind. And you forget about what God just did for you. You forget about the blessing that he just bestowed on you. You forget about how he got you out of a hot mess and you were just so thankful a couple of hours ago then something else comes along and the devil says, oh, there's a good garbage dump for me I can dispose of and dispose something in. So he takes that spirit of fear and dumps it right back into your mind again. Okay, all right, and there you go. All right, then you, you, wind up, you wind up thinking about that fearful thought. You wind up thinking about it. So what you're actually doing is you are feeding fear. Okay, you're feeding it, and as you feed that fear, it continues to grow. It continues to grow until it finally, eventually, takes control. Amen. Two Timothy one seven says, "God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind." Okay, we've read those scriptures a dozen times, and it's one of those scriptures you need to really keep deeply rooted within your spirit. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. The power of the Lord, you know, a sound mind and so forth, where you can you can recall scripture and, and it, as it bubbles up from your spirit and you can whip the devil when he tries to put that spirit of fear in your mind. So, okay. So you don't want to dwell on it. Again, you do not want to feed it. You do not want to feed it. Every single day you need to say, you need to say something good is going to happen to me today. Okay, you need to say every day, something good is going to happen to me today. Okay, as a matter of fact, as you're listening to this message, let's, you, you repeat it after me right now. Let's repeat it, say it three times. Something good is going to happen to me today. Something good is going to happen to me today. Come on now, actually say wherever you are, wherever you are, just say it. Something good is going to happen to me today. And then believe that, and then believe that something good is going to happen now, you may feel kind of silly, you know, if you're sitting in a room by yourself, you know, saying this, but God hears you. God hears you. You're not sitting by yourself. God is in that very room with you, okay? So as you're sitting there saying, something good is going to happen to me today, you are confessing, you are confessing forward that something good is going to happen. Not something bad, not something evil. You're not going to feed and play into that spirit of fear who is there whispering into your mind and whispering into your ears that you're going to fail or you don't have the, the, you know, everything negative, negative, negative. You, you say to yourself, something good is going to happen to me today, okay? And if you're sitting, again, if you're sitting there, you know, kind of a sidebar, but 
very much you know uh, 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 applicable to what we're talking about today is that we have to get over the fear or over the self-consciousness of talking to God out loud or confessing things out loud okay and if you're by yourself where you feel like you may feel silly but God hears what you're saying and so do those demons hear what you're saying also when you're confessing the word of God when you're speaking forth the word of God those demons hear you hear you reciting and confessing the word of God and it chases them away they can't stand to be around someone that is praising God or is confessing God's word. Amen. So you may feel a little silly when you're in a room by yourself and you're doing that and you're, and you're talking about the things of God or if you're saying something good is going to happen to me today. You may feel a little strange, but God hears what you're saying and you're, you're reinforcing your spirit. You're reinforcing your faith to believe that something good is going to happen to me today. Okay. And if you're around two or three people sitting in your room as you're listening to this podcast here, to this sermon cast, then, then by all means all of you sit there and say it together okay if you were drawn to this place to hear the word of God today if you were drawn to this place to hear this message today then you need to get over these um, uh, uh, um, these feelings you know of, of, of being oh Jesus this is silly you know I, I can't be talking these kind of things you know the word of God talks so much about using and confessing with your mouth Amen. So get to the get to the to the to the habit in the mornings, you know. Something good is going to happen to me today. All right. Or even if half the day is gone by, the day you still have the rest of the day and you still have the evening. Still say, something good is going to happen to me today and repeat that three times. All right. Again, and don't feel silly about it. Okay. You need to get to the point that you're saying, I can hardly wait to see what God is going to do in my life today. Okay. This is feeding your faith. Okay. Get by and say, Okay, Lord. This is another day that you have made. I shall rejoice and be also glad in it. Oh, Heavenly Father, God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with me today. I can't wait. As I go get in the car, Lord, I'm with you, you know. I know you're with me, Lord God. You sit right here next to me in the seat there, and, and let's go to work or to the store, wherever it is that you're going. Come on, Lord God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Amen. And I can't wait to see that I'll be able to benefit from that sale that I've been hoping to get to. Amen. Amen. Just and get this thing where you are feeding your faith by confessing the fact that your your expectation is that something good is going to happen to you today and not something bad, all right? And especially you need to, to speak this when the devil is trying to feed your mind with fear, okay? This is where you wind up starving that fear and feeding your faith. You need to confess those things, especially when the devil is trying to fill your mind with fear, okay? As you're going out the door, whatever that thing is that you're dreading and whatnot, it's going to wind up, that thought is going to come back in your head. You know where it's coming from. You know it's the source, where the source is. Amen? So you start confessing, Lord, I know you're with me. I can't wait to see what you're going to do with me today. Oh, I'm looking forward to something really great, okay? Now, this is how you wind up starving that fear, by not feeding into his lies, okay? By not feeding into his lies, by not believing what he's feeding into, into, into his lies, okay? okay? And they're lies. Fear is a lie. Because what did the word of God says? I have not given you a spirit of fear, okay? So when you have this fear, then that's a lie, okay? And that's how the devil gets into you, you know? You need to bind up that lying spirit in the mornings also. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you for our lying spirit. You have no place in me or around me. Greater is he, the spirit of the living God that lives in me, than you, foul lying spirit that's in this world. Amen. So you need to rebuke that lying spirit that would try to be in your head, telling you everything that's counter to the word of God. Okay. This is how you wind up starving that fear. You wind up starving it and not feeding it by playing into it and let your life play out exactly what that fear is dictating to you is going to happen. 
Amen. Amen. You need to starve it and just simply, simply cut it out. Okay. That's how you starve fear. Okay. Fear, as I said, fear is based or fears are based on demonic lies. As simple as that. Because everything that fear is telling you is counter to the word of God. And if it's counter to the word of God, that means that a lie, it's a lie. Because God's word is truth with a capital T. God's word is truth. Amen. So every single fear that the devil tries to sow and place into your mind is because of the fact that it's a lie and he uses lies. And what did Jesus say? Did Jesus say that the devil is the father of lies? Okay, he's the father of lies. Amen. So every single thing that he's telling you is a lie, you know, spawned in the pit of hell. Don't let that fear just get into your mind and so that you wind up feeding into it. Okay, you may, wind, you may be, be thinking, uh, well, I, I just can't help it. I wish I could believe and not fear. Yeah, gee whiz! I wish I could could be healthy. Be, I wish I could. I wish I could could help it and not, you know, fall victim to this fear that's being sold, that's being sold into my mind. Well, the truth of the matter is that you can. The truth of the matter is that you can. You can. You can. You can. You can do it. Now think about this for a moment. Okay, God wouldn't tell us to believe in Him if it wasn't possible for us to do it. Okay, God would not tell us to believe in Him if it was not possible for us to do it, okay? So the very fact that God has said, believe in me, trust me, have faith in me, God is saying that because it is possible for you as a human being, as a child of God, as a Christian, to do exactly what he said. God will not tell us to do something that we can't do. Simple as that, okay? Many times, you know, we've talked about this before. You're praying for a new job or you're praying for a higher position with more responsibility and you start doubting whether or not you're going to get it, okay? And then God gives you the job and so forth and it's got all these new duties and new responsibilities in there. Well, guess what? God would not give you that job if he didn't think you could do it, okay? He would not give you that job if he didn't think you could do it. Well, it's the same thing with faith. If it was not possible for us to have faith in God, God would not be telling us to have faith in it. Okay? Okay? He's not going to tell us to do an impossible thing. All right? All right? So therefore, if we can do it, and if God knows that we can do it, that means that we can do it, and we should do it. You can get yourself to the point where you're not believing every single lie that the devil sows at you, that you can starve that spirit of fear, that you can starve that fear. If we, God would not tell us to do that if it wasn't possible for you to do it, if you didn't have the ability to do it. Okay? didn't have the ability to do it. Amen? Amen. So you have to re remember that. We can defeat fear and unbelief if we know how to do it. And that's what we're talking about here today. Okay? So how do we do it? More details. How do we believe God and live by faith? Okay? You may say, oh, it's for you to say, Pastor, you know, and, you know, you're a pastor and you've been in the Lord and so forth and so on and you're preaching and it's easy for you to do, but I can't do that. Well, I say to you that you can. I say that you can, and God said, more importantly, forget about what I say, God, more importantly, says that you can, that you can live by faith, amen, that you can live by faith and not one just walking by sight, you, you, that you can, you, you can get away from and, and deny and bind up that spirit of fear when the devil tries to dump it into your mind, when the devil tries to sow it in, into your mind, amen. So if you go to Romans, uh, Romans 10, 17, uh, it, it says, uh, uh, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Romans 10, 17. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The key here is the word of God. The key is the word of God. We need to love the word of God and go after it like we go after food when we're really hungry. Right? We need to love the word of God 
and go after it the same way we do food when we're hungry. Amen. Amen. All during the <laughs> during the COVID shutdown and whatnot, when they finally did start opening up places, some and everything like that, how many of us went out there and stood online to get into a restaurant because you were hungry and you wanted to you wanted to have a good meal? Okay. You were willing to wait online. Okay, you, you are willing to get out there. Okay, so the same way you go after food, you know. You walk by a nice bakery shop there and have some delectable pies or cakes in the window. Gee whiz, you know, we want that, that pie, that cake so bad, man, that we go through all heck to get to it, to get it. You know, you know we're in your home, you come home from work and you're hungry, man. And, you know, you can barely get out of your clothes quick enough to, to put on that food and, and sit down and eat. You know, so the same way you go after food, that's way, the way we need to go after God's word, okay. That is so critical. It's so important. Amen. 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 We need it. We need to love the Word of God the same way that some of us really love food. You know, what's that old saying? Uh, some of us um, uh, uh, love to eat and no, no, what is, some of us live to eat and some of us eat to live. You know, I may eat to live, but I don't live to eat. But many people live to eat, you know. But the same way that you love food, you need to get to the point that you're loving the Word of God. Okay? And when we're hungry, we usually do what we need to do to get to that food. We need to be hungry enough to do what you have to do to get to the Word of God. God's Word is medicine for our soul. God's Word is medicine for our soul and the food we need to keep our spirit strong. Okay? God's Word is medicine. It's the food that we need. Okay? There's the natural side and then there's the spiritual side always. The same way we need food to, you know, to take care of and, and uh, nourish our physical bodies, we need the Word of God to nourish our spirits, okay? to feed our spirits. Okay, the Word of God, it has inherent, it has built-in power to change our lives, but only when it is mixed with faith, okay? The Word of God only has that power when it's mixed with faith, you know? And that's the difference between us being children of God and also students of the Bible, is that to a non-believer, to an unbeliever, they can read the Word of God, okay? They can read it, they can maybe understand what it's saying, okay? But that, that Word of God actually getting into them and mixing with faith, Okay, if it's not mixing with faith, then the word of God is, is nothing but a bunch of letters and words on a written on a piece of paper on a page. That's all it is. Amen. Amen. But unless the word of God, by an act of your will, by an act of your will, the word of God gets mixed with faith. Okay. Okay. Then the word of God becomes null and void. Basically, it's just another book. You wouldn't read Gone with the Wind. He wouldn't read Alice in the Wonderland. In Wonderland, you know, and start trying to put faith with those words. Amen. Amen. Well, the Bible's holy Bible that's in front of you here is just as, you know, meaningless as far as a faith walk is concerned as Gone with the Wind or Alice in Wonderland if you're reading the Word of God and not mixing it with faith. Amen. Okay. If you're not mixing it with faith, that is the key. Okay. It has that power that can actually change your life. As you study and, and speak the Word of God, be sure to also think and talk about, talk about the good things that God has done. And not the problems, okay? When you're reading the Word of God, think and talk about the good things that God has done in your life, okay? And, and, and I'm no different, different than anyone else, but I'm sure that if you're on this spiritual Christian walk with the Lord, then you've had varying times in life where you've had ups and downs and God came in and, and delivered you from each one of those events, okay? Think about those good things. Okay, the same way David told Goliath, you know, the same way God delivered me from the lion and the bear, you know, then so will God deliver me from this Goliath that I'm after. 
So you may have a Goliath of a problem in front of you now, but don't let the devil, you know, put that fear in your head and don't you feed that fear by thinking about how big this Goliath of a problem is. Okay, you think back to the way God delivered you from those other issues and situations that you had in life God brought you through. And the same way God brought you through those situations, God will also again bring you through anything that is before you right now. Amen. Starve that fear. Starve that fear and start feeding your faith. Amen. Starve that fear and start feeding your faith. And you feed that faith by remembering what God has done and knowing that God indeed will do the same thing again for you, whatever's before you. Okay? We can feed our faith with the word rather than feeding fear with the devil's lives. Lies. Okay? Okay? Feed our faith with the word of God rather than feeding our fear with the devil's lies. The devil lied. The devil's lies are that, that food, man. It's that food, you know, that gets into your head there and it just feeds it and feeds it and feeds it until that fear, eventually, if it goes unchecked and gets so big, that it overrides your faith. Okay? Okay? And when it overrides your faith, then you wind up doing what God does not want you to do. Or you wind up making decisions that are indeed not healthy for you. Amen? Amen? Matthew 4, 4 says, uh, But he answered and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay? Alrighty? And as a matter of fact, if we go to Matthew 4, Matthew 4, verse 1 through 11, because we need to see see exactly what Jesus did here when the devil was coming against him. Uh, this is when Jesus, after Jesus had been baptized by John the Baptist, the word of God says he went off into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days, okay? And now when he was coming um, out, of, out of the uh, uh, um, fasting there, uh, the devil came upon him. So you go to Matthew 4, Matthew 4, and we start with verse number 1. Then was Jesus led up to the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward uh, hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, God, um, command these uh, stones to be made bread. Okay? Okay, now see, there comes the point there where, where the Satan is, is trying to, to instill fear in Jesus there. Because he's trying to make Jesus question his own identity. Okay, and and the Satan will use the same tactic with you. By the way, Satan will put a tactic, you know, a, a thought in your head. You know, if you're really a child of God, if you're really a believer, you know, if you're really God's son or God's daughter, if 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 if, and if is a word that means doubt. If means it can go one way or the other. Okay, see, but you know who you are. It's not an if and matter, and it's not an if. If does not matter for you. You know you're a child of God. Jesus knew he was the Son of God. But what does Satan do? He says, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, with his mouth he spoke and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out, out, of, the, uh, out, of, the, uh, out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him, if thou be the Son of God, again, if Cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said, again said, said unto him, It is written, quoting the word of God, It is written, that thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high, high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And, and said unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. 
all these things I will give thee. If you, and see, that's what he really, really wanted. He wanted Jesus, the Son of God. He knew who Jesus was. He knew that Jesus was the Son of God. He knew that. Okay, okay. He knew that when he was Lucifer up in up in heaven there before he was cast down, he knew that Jesus was the Son of God because he was there. <laughs> he was there. Okay, he knew he was. Okay, but he's saying that if you would bow down and worship him, so wouldn't it be wonderful if he could just get Jesus to just bow down and worship him? Wouldn't it be grand if he could get Jesus to just bow down, the Son of God, to bow down and worship him? Amen. And so then, of course, in verse number ten, then saith Jesus unto him. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Okay? Then, verse 11, then the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Okay? So you see here that we can respond to that fear and that doubt when he tries to plant it in our heads by using the word of God. Amen. Jeremiah 3.15 says, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with the knowledge and understanding. Okay, feeding you with knowledge. Feed, feed, feed. The key word is feeding you. Amen. The key word is feeding you. You see, you see. And so it goes on and on here because of the fact that the, what the devil would just love to do is to just keep us so messed up with everything that we don't know what's up and what's down. Amen. As long as he can continue feeding us with all of those lies, then we wind up we wind up just losing everything that God is telling us that we should and should not do. Amen. Amen. So again, the whole thing is, is, is that we need to starve, starve, starve that fear and to feed our faith. All right. Now we can respond. We can respond to the thoughts that the devil brings uh, to our mind with the truth of God's word. That's what it is. And that's how we wind up feeding our faith, feeding our faith. Okay, and, and we have to also remember here. Remember here that that uh, a part of the feeding the faith is it, it, through our works. It's through our works. Okay, I believe it's uh, in Timothy where it talks about uh, faith without uh, uh, faith without works is dead. Okay, so faith without works is dead, meaning that if you have faith and you don't actually act on that work, act by by a work, by an action, in other words, in other words, faith without action is dead. If you have faith in something, you believe in something, that means that you act accordingly. Okay, it goes on. That scripture goes on to say, faith without works is dead. Amen. Amen. So faith without your action taking on it then it's dead, all right, okay, so we need to, we need to, to, to feed that faith, starve that doubt, starve that fear, and we need to feed that faith so that we can wind up benefiting from everything that God would have us to do, okay, right. when you stop and think about it, saints of God, it's really not that difficult, okay, it's just a basic concept, whatever you, whatever you starve, whatever you don't feed, okay, it grows, it, it doesn't grow, whatever you don't feed, it winds up starving. Whatever you don't feed winds up starving. Okay, you think about a plant, an animal, or anything else. Whatever you don't feed winds up starving. Whatever you do feed winds up growing. Whatever you do feed winds up growing. So we want to starve that fear. Starve that fear. Make sure I get, make sure I'm saying this right so that you get it in your heart and in your spirit now. Okay, what we're talking about here is starving that fear, starving the lies of the enemy that he tries to throw at you and feeding our faith, okay, and feeding our faith. We want that faith in us to continually grow, okay, okay. We can respond to every single thought that the devil tries to throw our way with the word of God. Hit him with it, hit him with it, okay, hit him with it. All right. We can feed our faith with the word rather than feeding fear with the devil lies. But when you spend time with people who feed your faith, it will also encourage your faith in God. 
Okay, this is another thing that we need to look at in our lives. All right, who are we spending time with? You know, are you spending time with a lot of unbelievers? Okay, and especially if you're spending time. When Jesus came, he was around a lot of unbelievers, to say it mildly, a lot of unbelievers. But Jesus' faith in the Father and God and Jesus' knowledge of the Father kept him strong enough to bring forth his message and not to go the other way, not to be swayed by the unbelievers, okay? We need to make sure that we're being the same way. Now, God may put us in the, um, in, in, in the circles of some unbelievers, okay? But we need to make sure that we are, are, are fully well-read and well-prayed up and so forth and know the Word of God before we wind up associating with those unbelievers because if you're not careful, you wind up going the way of the unbeliever. Okay, what did God tell Israel? You know, he says that the land that I'm going to, to give to you and whatnot is filled, is filled with a bunch of heathens. You know, they had all those pagans that were there. And the word of God says that God told them you're not to do as they do. You're not to do as the unbelievers do. And we see that playing out so much even today, where, where everything that was, was, was deemed you know, wrong is now deemed right. And those things that were deemed right are now deemed wrong. Okay, so we can't start doing as the unbelievers do. All right? We need to be strong enough in the Word of God because then our faith winds up dwindling because why? We start believing what the unbeliever is saying instead of believing what the Word of God says. Amen? 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 And then by doing that, of course, you wind up, you're feeding that fear. You're feeding that fear because we, we see what's happening today. I mean, there's so many lies being told out there. There's so many fears that are being cropped up that is so far from actual truth it isn't funny. All right? So we need to make sure that we are not letting the, the fears and the lies that the devil has out there start feeding into our minds and, 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 and growing, taking root in our minds so that we start believing what those lies are saying. And as a result, the devil winds up uh, uh, feeding and fueling and growing that fear into our lives. Okay. On the contrary, we need to take the word of God, which is full of faith and love and trust in him. We need to make sure that we're entertaining those thoughts, that we're feeding those thoughts, that our lives are living out those thoughts based on the word of God. So that we wind up feeding our faith, okay, and starving that fear, okay, right? So if you keep those two basic concepts in mind, you know, about, 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 about starving that fear, starting, starving that, that fear, and feeding the faith, the simple concepts, Keep those in mind. Every time the devil puts a fear in your mind, then you're going to say, okay, I'm not going to entertain that fear. I'm not going to feed into that fear by believing what it's saying or thinking about what that fear is saying. I'm going to starve. I'm going to starve that fear by not feeding it. And I'm going to take faith based on the word of God. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I walk by faith and not by sight. By feeding your faith with the word of God, and it will wind up killing off that fear. Okay, don't forget, like I said a little, little, little bit earlier on here, here, fear is a major enemy of faith. Okay, and the devil knows that. And if he can overcome you with fear, 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 then your faith winds up dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. If you wind up feeding that fear. If you wind up feeding that fear. Okay? So don't feed that fear. Don't let it grow. Don't let it grow. Okay, take the word of God, get it deeply rooted in your spirit and counter every single negative thing that the devil throws at you. Counter it with the word of God the same way Jesus did. Okay, man does not live. What he's saying for there? Uh, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word. Okay, 
that comes out of the mouth of God. Okay, so that's what sustains us. That's the food that we need. That's the food that we live on is by the word of God. Grab that word, get it into your spirit, chew on it, swallow it, get it deeply down into your spirit so it can't be stolen away. Amen, amen. Just go forth and, and just trust him, okay? So again, remember here, what we want to do is we want to starve our fear. Starve that fear. Starve that fear. And you want to feed that faith. Feed your faith. Feed your faith in God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And if it has been a blessing to you, why don't you pass it on, pass the links to our website on to someone that you know. Amen. We can be reached at www.genesis1, one word, genesis1.sermon.net, genesis1.sermon.net. Look up in the upper right-hand corner there and you'll see a little subscribe button. Click on the subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically of any podcasts, um, you know, that, that come out. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. And now we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and week ahead, oh Lord God, that we shall remember these words that we've heard here today and that we shall always strive to keep your words deeply, deeply rooted within our spirits, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, let us always be mindful of starving and not acting on and not feeding any fears that come into our lives, oh Lord God, but to feed, to feed, to feed and grow our faith in you, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, thereby keeping fear out of our lives. We praise you, Lord God. We magnify thy most glorious name in the master's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Again, I hope this was a blessing to you. Go forth uh, this day and be blessed. And remember at all times that Jesus is indeed Lord.